You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! me joe welcome to episode eight of that's awesome thank you for coming back um i'm sitting here with josh now and we did everything today so um today we interviewed dan sugarman who is my roommate one of my best friends and guitar player in ice nine kills who joined at the same time as me so um i don't even really know what we talked about (laughs) Um, Josh, what did we talk about? We did some history stuff. Yeah. Uh, your favorite questions fans ask you. Oh, we talked about horror movies yeah. cause that's fun. Um, yeah. yeah, we did that. We, um, go into some pretty funny stories. Actually one of like the crazier tour stories I've ever heard, yeah. not necessarily like super funny, but, um, pretty nuts. Like, I'd heard that story a few times, but sitting down and hearing it in detail was like kind of crazy. Um, yeah, that was a wild story. Yeah, so I think people will enjoy that. So make sure you stick to the end or at least fast forward to the end. It involves more <laughs> bands than you would guess in it. It's pretty nuts. Um, with me, what's been going on with you this week? Nothing. I yeah. don't do anything. I feel like I'm I'm starting to like my my updates are getting repetitive because I I I've been busy but I've been kind of doing the same things the whole time, you know. Yeah. Um but I will say there is some news coming up with the podcast soon that I am extremely excited about. I'm very excited about um a bunch of the guests coming on um in the next few weeks. I think uh things are going really well. So I'm I'm pretty pumped on it. Um, I am, if I'm, if I'm going to get personal about what's going on in my life, I'm, I'm getting stressed out again about coronavirus because LA is like another hotspot now. I just read that the last two days 
they broke the single day record for new infections in California two days in a row. Dang, dude. Super sick. So um, just please, like people just need to stop being so relaxed about the whole thing. Like I know it's frustrating and I've been, I'm guilty of of it even like going out more than I should, but I don't, people going to bars and stuff like, yeah, it's, it's people crazy. just like decided after three months of quarantine, they're bored of it and they're they're done. The pandemic's over because they're sick of sitting at home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How is it where you are? Are people smarter? Um, it's it's a little better, but I live right by Chicago, so yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Where big city, everyone just gives up after a while. No, well, you know what's weird is like I was talking to my dad this morning and like. The Northeast is doing really well, and that's where I moved from. Like it's go, it's uh, continuing yeah. to go down and down and down, um, and we're not doing great. I think it was Australia the other day said they had three new cases. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I read yeah. an article that was like the rest of the world is pissed off at the U.S. for just like giving up completely. Oh yeah. So that's fun. Go United States, dude! I Always just like ahead of the want game. to tour. Like I want to play shows, so it's a little more personal to me <laughs> when I see people out being like, "Dude, you don't get it." Like I can't. I think a lot of people can't work, but like, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. I want to. I want to like yeah. play music for people. <laughs> yeah, I just saw something about them. Uh, they're thinking about like replacing the mist at concerts with like. Uh, like Lysol, basically, oh like antibacterial God. mist. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I was let's let's dive into some music stuff because I was um, I want to do more of this at the beginning. Like, kind of go through some news or some things, and I I honestly didn't prepare as much. But the one thing I did read was about Live Nation. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Live Nation is, uh, if not the biggest, one of the largest. Um, promoter companies, I think, in the world. So any, like, House of Blues that you go to, those are Live Nation shows. So they're the people that put on the shows and everything. Live Nation, due to coronavirus and the amount of strain they've been under, because obviously there's no events happening, um, next year has just straight up, they released a an announcement to every agent, every booking agent, that was like, all guarantees are coming down 20% next year. And there's some like new restrictions as well, where if you cancel the show within two, within 24 hours of the show, you owe live nation double what you were supposed to be paid or something like that, which I mean, I get it. Like I, and I don't ever want to be the band that cancels the show the day before the show. That's rough though. Like that's, that can tank a tour. Like if you if someone gets sick and you have to cancel it, that's rough. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, like Maddie was talking about last week having to play drums because they kicked the drummer out. Like right. they tried to cancel it and no, you yeah. can't afford that. No, it's it's really and into not only like cancel to not be paid, but it's like you cancel and then you have to pay them the last two nights that you got paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. So I think uh, I'm interested to see if ticket prices will go up or, you know, if artists are just going to eat it or who knows. It'll be interesting. 
So that's cool. More good news. Um, that's all I had. And then there was, I, I mean, usually we would, I, I imagine in the future we'll be able to talk about a lot of tours that are being announced and hopefully some yeah. albums that are coming out and stuff, but which there'll probably be a ton of. Um, but for now, we'll just wrap it up. Unless you have anything else to add, Josh? No. Good? I'm good. Yeah, let's just wrap it up and send it over to Dan. Uh, I just want to do a quick reminder again. If you are enjoying what you hear and you want to support my friends uh, and the podcast, uh, you can donate to it at that. Uh, I'm sorry. PayPal.me slash slash that's awesome pod. Um, and we'll obviously post that on our socials. If you haven't followed us on socials, by the way, make sure you do too. Everything's at that's awesome pod. Um, and yeah, rate and subscribe all the fun stuff that you're supposed to say. And we'll send it to Dan. Uh, we're, this is the beginning, by the way. Oh, it's already happened. Oh, yeah, we're starting. We're this in. Is, this is in the podcast. Sick. Um, so this is the first one <laughs> that we've done in person. Oh. Um, right. So thank you for coming on. Well, I didn't have a choice. Being, I live here. being in my house. Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me upstairs in my house next to my bedroom. Um, don't know what we're going to talk about. Cool. But, because, um, <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Because usually we just talk about nothing anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that for anyone listening, I think that most people that have listened to the podcast thus far are Ice Nine fans. Um, so I don't feel like we need to go too deep into that stuff, but we should. Um, but like they know us already, you know. What's that, what's that stuff? I'm, like I don't want to talk about like. Horror movies. Oh, please don't. Yeah. I don't like, ever want to oh, talk yeah. about that Oh, yeah. By shit. the way, if anyone out there <laughs> listening asks me what my favorite horror movie is, I'm not going to answer. Like, just just look it up online because there's literally every interview we've ever done <laughs> has asked that question. And, like, Ugh. I don't want to explain to any more people that, like, it's not Halloween. <laughs> Oh my god. You know, yeah. I love horror movies, but right. it's not I I'm not like crazy slasher fan. Yeah, I know? I love horror films too. They're my favorite. <laughs> Fuck. But we did what? No, you do. Yeah, now. no, we uh, uh all right, dude. I feel like every time it's time to who wants to watch a movie tonight? Now and we're then... talking about horror movies like <laughs> <laughs> No, no, this is good. This is this is actually better. <laughs> but it's like you know, my girlfriend's stoked. Your girlfriend gets excited. You're like, but dude, you, but I on tour like sometimes you're you get like super into that stuff. Like they're when we watch Hereditary, Hereditary and Mother and The Witch. The Witch. Those that's like not horror film. That's those called, are my favorite. That's called good movie time. Yeah, those are my those are my favorite because they just make you super uncomfortable. Yeah, dude. Like if if I could feel like Black Mirror in all films, I'd be stoked. Right. But I don't want to see like. A young girl getting her torso split in well, half. Well, yeah. See, my thing is, like, I'm never a huge fan of, like, there's a killer trying to kill you movies. <laughs> because, like, 
it's all the same. It's just you're just trying not to get killed by the killer. And then like the the twists and the interesting parts are always like how he kills them or how like someone the gets kill away. Scene specifically. Yeah, and it's just like I get it and I see the appeal. And there are some of those movies that I really enjoy, but there's a lot of them are just kind of like they're all just kind of rethought versions of the same. Are thing. horror films the breakdowns of movies? Like there's just one in every song. And, yeah, and, and they're like, all kind of the and same. It's but all based around the same. Different. Yeah, but this time we're gonna do a rest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Sick, dude. That's good. Ice Nine Kills loves breakdowns. Josh, and do you like? Downs. Do you watch horror movies? Yeah. Um, Oof. I like the ones that are like like The Shining. Where it's just, I love The Shining. Like psychological, like weird stuff yeah the slasher ones are like i started watching because i got into ice nine but i i like the, the psychological me stuff. me too yeah and like the nostalgic shit like the throwback stuff me, i yeah. find way cooler than like me too rob zombie thinking anyone gives a shit well i'm pretending i did not i mean i i like some of the slasher ones but they have to be like i thought scream was awesome i loved scream that's a great slasher film I but liked, it's also like very tongue-in-cheek i liked scary movie Okay, not you know? a horror movie. Yes, but, but okay. based on, <laughs> I feel, I actually just I, I posted this the other day on Instagram. I found a photo of me wearing the scream I mask. Saw that, yeah. And I'm I'm sitting there like looking at it, and I was trying to like unpack like where the fuck I thought that was okay. It's because I watched scary movie. That's hilarious. It's not because I watched scream. I think I had a scream mask, but I had never seen the movie. <laughs> Tight, dude. I think I bought it at. Wayside Bazaar, which is a really weird store in, in the town I grew up in. Um, not, do you know what we thing? should do in Reading, my parents' town? Um, we should actually, now I'm thinking, maybe we should just go through oh, no. just the, the standard Ice Nine Kills questions that we get. Oh, my God. You're Talk really... Mike, Mike, Mike. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that would be Fuck. good because we could just just get it done. Well, I wait, mean, wait. now's the only time where I feel comfortable, like, if I'm standing in a row of people and it's, like, during VIP and someone asks me a question, I can't, like, go into Joe, it. Joe, anytime we're in front of any amount of people being asked this question, you get to go episode 11 uh, of my podcast. Go check it out. Perfect. There <laughs> Done. we go. Done yeah. deal. Cross okay. promotion. So what are some other questions that people ask? What's your favorite part about Spencer? Oh God! Um, his, why did his eyes make you feel certain ways? It's so funny to me that Spencer. You know, it's it's weird that there's like, you know how there's like singer fandom. Yeah. And like, that that whole thing to me is uncomfortable because a lot of my close friends are like those singers. Yeah. Like are Donnie. They, are they uncomfortable with it? No, I mean I don't even know if anyone in the position truly recognizes it i think people do like they acknowledge it and they get it like obviously the singer is the most noticeable person in the band i mean if anyone is doing that and not capitalizing on it then they're not doing that but i'm just saying like it just means i i just think like it's interesting how in certain genres of music singers like get this crazy amount of fandom which is i get it mm -hmm. but like it it almost removes a lot of the music part of it and somehow like there are bands that aren't involved in it and bands that are, right? Yeah. We're one of those bands. True. Somehow Spencer is like... True. He, he is more popular than Ice Nine. Hands down. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? And same thing with like 
a like Donnie even yeah right like Donnie is a thing. Yeah, and a lot of that scene for sure. What's the Tillian from DGD? The, um, I'm trying to think of a situation where Ronnie like, is another great. Yeah, example, yeah, yeah. Right? What's the band of Mice and Men? Yeah, where um, he he had that same kind of clout, and then him leaving. Yes. left the band. I'm supposed to talk into the mic. Right, right. We'll see if this is good. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, that's an instance where uh, a singer who had that type of clout left the band, and the band was left with nothing because of it. Uh, dude, I think that happens all the time. Like uh, even even like so like fucked. slaves, yeah. right? Like Johnny Craig was mm-hmm. like there, and and like dude, those bands aren't worse without the I know, those singers. But it's, it's the the backing of the audience. I know, and that's what's so interesting that there's like singer huh. fandom, and it's not even that much about the band. Even though the band, like, if I'm being totally honest, I think of My Cement as a better band now. Yeah, like than they were yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, to be honest, I don't know a ton of the old stuff but that's yeah it's interesting so yeah. that's my fa- to answer your question that's my favorite thing about spencer <laughs> <laughs> is that is that he's really famous yeah that is that's good for you <laughs> that does tend to work for you pretty well uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it is and, and i wasn't even doing anything uh, like when i got asked to join the, it was just me being friends with spencer <laughs> yeah yeah at least you have been friends with him. Lucky you. I mean, I've known Spencer for a long time. I know, dude. I've known him for two years. Not even. Uh, dude, like a year and three months, about. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm living in L.A. with you? What the fuck? Dude, I picked you up from the airport without meeting you. Like, what was it, March 20th? Yeah. Or something like that? Yeah, we got We had a good day. That was a good day. What did we do? We made a very bad song. Oh, yeah. And then we had... Uh, Saki. At Kodo. At Kodo. This we is went, all Salem stuff. We oh, went to I Witch got Doctor. Some clothes fitted. You got some clothes fitted. Right. We um, talked we got, about. We went to Witch Doctor and we mm-hmm. looked at pipes. Mm-hmm. For smoking weed. This is <laughs> one of our most favorite pastimes and now times. I would say that um, your influence on me has been <laughs> good. Has uh, changed my lifestyle a ton. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I, I, I'm having a good time. You know, what's really, <laughs> you know what's really funny is knowing, like, when I moved here, you're like, yeah, dude, like, Jess is, like, not cool with weed and all this shit. And then I get here, and everyone's just getting so high I know. all day I now. Know. Now the whole house is either taking edibles or smoking weed. <laughs> to the point where our neighbor that lives across, the sh- uh, across our driveway yeah. yesterday found a bag of weed and was like, this looks like it's yours. <laughs> We're like, yeah, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> it's good yeah it's pretty great um yeah <laughs> fuck i had another question that was gonna lead me oh um i was gonna say that we should probably talk about um our relationship yeah dude it started with one thing when did we start i don't know why don't it doesn't really matter how hard you try Keep that in mind. Do you remember the day? Is that Linkin Park? I think. <laughs> Sorry. Thing I done. Is it? I think so. Yeah, it is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, do you remember the first day we met? We were like, oh, yeah, I don't really smoke that much. Like, I'm probably not going to smoke any, like, flour on tour. Maybe, yeah. like, the pen. Yeah. And then that that day. We were smoking. Yeah, I had not been smoking for three months at all. Yeah. At all. And then tour <laughs> happened, and it was like. 
insanity. Yeah. It's funny how, like, my coming to Ice Nine Kills, the, to- the, the topic a, is this. A, a yeah. Weed band? yeah. Now we're a vegan smoking <laughs> fucking. <Yeah. laughs> I have a, a Subaru a where band. we were all vegan. and Well, not. Who, Spencer's not vegan. Ricky's not vegan. But even though he eats he vegan a lot. He is vegan. Patrick eats vegan a lot. Mm-hmm. Spencer said that he would never. <laughs> what happened the other day that he was, like, stoked on? There was something vegan that I gave him that he was, was like. Was it vegan Rob's? No, it might have been, like, it wasn't Monty's, but it was something like that. Oh, like a fake meat thing? Yeah. And he was like, this is Yeah, sick. I don't remember what the fuck it was. Yeah, that, he is open to all of it. Like, he's not, like, he won't eat it, but he, uh, he just loves a good steak. And there is no good steak substitute. No, that's true. And there's also no shortage of good steak in any country right. anywhere. Yeah. Which yeah. is tough. That's been, uh, I was just talking about this with my dad, like, right before this interview. How, because he was thinking, he was like, I don't, I, I don't eat steak that often, but, like, I can eat plant-based burgers, no problem, because he was thinking about going plant-based. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, he listens to this podcast on his morning walks, he just told me, so now he's going to listen to us about how we smoke a shitload of weed and... <laughs> well, I mean, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> He's down. And this will also be great material for any future jobs I apply for. Right, right. And for all the 13-year-old Ice Nine kids who look up to us, right. this is good. It's legal. It's fine. I yeah. don't feel bad about that any, at all. No. And, like, we could also talk about the the ins and outs of it, like the ebbs and flows of how much versus, like, pulling back to is be healthy. Is this just a weed episode? Yeah, we're talking about weed now. All right, let's do <laughs> What do you mean? I'm okay. here. Okay, okay. <laughs> So that is something that I don't – I don't under – I mean, you know. Like, I have only recently gotten to understand the different types of weed and, like, been able to tell the different qualities because that's – at first it was – and it was the same thing when I got into, like, beer too, which I haven't right. really had a lot of either. Right. It's like when you first start drinking beer, it all kind of tastes the same, mm-hmm. and then you get into it and everything. But All I'm, I know is that when you take muscle relaxers and smoke weed, it's, inten- it's intense. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you have been a pile of goo the past 48 hours. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I mean like – Oh, wait. I'm prescribed muscle relaxers too. I'm not just taking muscle relaxers. <laughs> this is the worst episode know, ever, dude. dude. I know. Should we uh, make a hard left and talk about like uh, slasher films? Sure. <laughs> <Fuck that. laughs> no. Um, but yeah, dude, like I'm, I'm kind of sitting here kind of laughing at the fact that I met you in a time – sorry, fuck. I'm laughing about the fact that I met you at a time when I had like sworn off weed altogether yeah like literally i was like nah, why I'm did not... you do that i uh was going through some do you want to get heavy it's heavy I mean, reasons you can, but it's... i'm gonna get it very back to light really quick cool 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 <laughs> um before i joined ice nine kills i was dealing with some fucked up oh, amounts I'm... of depression and anxiety yeah um i was dealing with insane amounts of suicidal thoughts and all this fucked up shit uh, i moved out to texas to start a music education company with this dude i once trusted, he turned out to be the biggest piece of shit ever. So all of this stuff was just like eroding beneath I'm gonna me. I'm going to interview him. You really should. Get the other side of the story. What if I did and I was just like, just a dick? Anyway, sorry, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just you just throwing some light just in let there. People, let, let people think about that. Yeah, just, what would that <laughs> Even be though like? they know nothing about the dude yeah. and have no idea. Yeah, and I'll, I'll never say his name publicly. Um, you want me to? Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, but the motherfucker effectively put me in a situation where I was left with, um, a large house and rent and I was alone in Texas living alone. And it was just like absolutely fucking devastating. Like I'd moved out there 
uh, like a year after my mom passed away. So I was just alone and in this like depressed fuck state. Um, was weed making it worse? I felt like, and this is this is what it was, is I found myself just waking up and immediately smoking myself to the point where like, right? So you, like, you, you so know, like just normal. <laughs> you know, at the end of the night when it's our job to like fall After, asleep on yourself while we watch the rest of the crew load in our merch and we stand. No, I'm talking about weed. at home oh. <laughs> to go to to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm I'm basically saying like I. I would dose myself like the go to bed amount like all day. Oh god. Like dude, the second I, could I woke not up. Function like that. Right. And I was and I was hitting my like two and a half foot bong that like destroys you. Yeah. So it got to a point where like I started to recognize that I wasn't doing anything active for myself. I wasn't even like cognizant of my my like downhill trajectory. Like it just wasn't fucking obvious to me, you know what I mean? Um and it got to a point where like, my anxiety was so fucking bad that I, I, I've spoken to you about this. I literally couldn't leave my fucking house. I would black out trying to, like, go to my car. Because you were high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Joe, because I was high. <laughs> um, there was a time where I actually made it to my car and backed out of my driveway and passed out while driving. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, man. It was fucking bad. So then what? Um, then weed made it all better? No, we did not make it better. That's where I uh, discovered, like, and in this time period, I was, like, desperately looking for a therapist because I needed to talk to somebody, and the health marketplace denied my ability to get health insurance. Sick. So. Health insurance is so fun. It's so cool. Yeah, my favorite part about a, America is health insurance. Yeah, I've been trying to get this x-rayed for a while. And I know. Do it. I could just punch you. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. Um, when I said this, by the way, I pointed at my jaw, not my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to get this handled for a long time. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was in this situation where I like, my, my, my thought was like, do the uh, last resort thing, which is like, kill myself or try something new yeah so what did you try i didn't try killing myself but right, i planned you tried it weed no stop I mean, going to weed. weed you tried not weed sorry <laughs> so so i stumbled on in in like knowing that i couldn't get a therapist couldn't afford a therapist health insurance wasn't going to step in to help me with that i went on this like mad research hunt to just find anything that could help me and i found this guy wim hof oh yeah 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 and i told you about this shit right. and within two fucking days of doing this like breathing technique i felt normal yeah. Like, literally fucking normal. Yeah, you told me that the day, on the way home from the airport. Yeah, the day I met you. Yeah. Um, and it, this is, this is like, I don't want to put this out there, even though I'm about to. I think I'm that guy's fascinating. Oh, my I just watched a whole documentary God, on him. dude. He is yeah. the most incredible human yeah. on planet Earth. Yeah, the most, he's fascinating. Dude, the most insane thing about that is, like... I like, like listening to him talk. He's so inspiring. I mean, I think he's funny. He's funny as shit. Yeah, I think he's just a goofy dude. He's an Amsterdam fucking... Yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. He's a kook. But the most insane thing about that scenario is like... And for anyone who doesn't know, Wim Hof, uh, he's called the Iceman. He uh, has figured out how to basically tap his parasympathetic nervous system and like hack all the biochemistry inside. And it's in a time when people are saying those claims and it's not backed by shit. He's gone ahead and had like thousands of science, yeah, uh, it's t- science, nice. tons of studies done on him, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you are the first person to ever actually activate the autonomous nervous system, a thing that we never thought was possible." So he's able to go yeah. into his brain and change the it's chemistry wild. of shit before it happens. But so it's one, all like psycho stuff. It's, it's not, not like, but when he does it with other people, he tricks them into doing it. Uh, it's yeah, crazy. Yes. Well, the, the the thing that he's 
if you if you look at that the psycho like tricking your mind that's the power of the brain yeah so it's really that's like the stuff that i get super into he's tricking your belief system it's right. like, but your brain is doing the yeah work. your brain can't do right. it if you don't believe but it. but like happen. one of the things he did i mean as far as the feats like he swam under like three feet of yeah, Arctic ice for nine minutes. Insane. He hung from a mile high off his middle finger for like four hours. He was in nine hours of a bucket of ice in the yeah. middle of like Japan. Motherfucker does insane shit. But um, this one particular thing that he did is he was injected with E. coli. And he was able to, I think like 1,700 other people were injected with it. In 20 minutes, he was able to overcome all symptoms and yeah, walk out. Crazy. And everyone else was like throwing up and feverish and had to stay in the hospital. Why would anyone do that? Because he wanted test. to prove yeah, that he but could do the it. Other people, well, ch- right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. I do not, I'm not signing up paid. for that test. But uh, he, the doctors were like, "All right, like you're a fucking anomaly. This is not supposed to happen." And then Wim Hof goes, "I'm not an anomaly. I actually, yeah, have an ident- just trained. People. I have an identical twin brother who can't do any of this." Uh-huh. I mean. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I don't. I don't hold that to be proof of anything. That, but what, like, what, that's, I, what that says to not me, identical just means looks. They're not identical DNA. Genetically speaking, they share a lot of the same DNA. Share, they share a lot. Right, right, right. Like, but but my point different. is, my point is that it is not genetic. What he's doing. Oh, I, I that, don't think that's, it's genetic. That's, that's yeah. my point. Is the fact that like yeah. he has an A B test that he was born with. Right. Is pretty nuts. I, and then and then he took twenty four people, and in three days trained them, and they were able know, to do the same crazy. thing. That shit's the wildest right. thing. You know who. All, every time I talk about this dude, it reminds me of, and this is, you're going to laugh at this, is Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> what? That dude has done so much, so many drugs and partied so much that he's had studies done on him. And this is, this is all stuff I've heard where they're saying like, it's the opposite where he, it's not like a mental thing. It's just that his body is like processes engineered it. to party like his body can he, he said they they were like if any other person had taken this much shit they'd be dead what the fuck like it's just like your body processes this stuff like and like someone like <laughs> him right and, and this is what i always think about like if his body processes it that well and he's like that now <laughs> do you know what i mean like could you imagine that's Keith, how much Keith Richards that was? probably. I'm sure he's another one, but yeah, that yeah. Also, not doing good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what good means, <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh. What time is it right now? Can't see the call. Okay, now is a good time to break. <laughs> should I finish my story? Yes, 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 yes. Um, should I? Yeah, finish it. Um. Because this is about weed. That's now what, we're, we're going to no, go get no, high. No, let's get through that. And then we're going to talk about why I don't smoke weed. And then we're, we're going to go, go get high. Yeah. We're okay. taking a break to get high and see what the rest of the interview is like. <laughs> it's a shameful smile. He just, all right. Yeah. Josh um, is looking at us very, uh, Josh is, uh, judgmentally. Much, he's much younger than us. Um, and so I'm not sure if this is like a good influence or, <laughs> dude, it doesn't like everything stays the same. I'm 31. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, it's it's legal. Nothing matters. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's legal. Yeah. Um. So effectively, like, I stumbled on this guy, um, and all of his, you know, this this method, and all these people saying that it like helped them, blah yeah. blah blah. So I just committed to it for a few days just to see what would happen. And this this is something that I've like. I'm just gonna say it here because it's fucking nuts, and I might as well, dude. Um, one of the things that scientifically occurs from doing the Wim Hof method is you can activate DMT in your mind. Oh, 
Oh, that's tight. So this is where I was having I'm too scared to do it though. This is where I was having hallucinations and messages. Yeah. I told you about this shit, yes. right? Yes. So I was meditating. I was doing this shit before I fell asleep on like the third night. I know how fucking insane this sounds. I am so anti-religion. I'm so anti. Yeah, you told me about. I'm this. so anti all of this shit, right? Yeah. I was told that I was possessed, uh-huh. and then my body started convulsing. Right. And I started making this insane fucking noise out of my mouth, like, <laughs> like <laughs> kind of shit. Like I swear to fucking god, and I'm fucking convulsing in my bed, and then all of a sudden it says like, "You're no longer possessed." <laughs> You're, you're free of this shit. And I swear to fucking God, dude, I woke up the next day to do my natural, like, grab the bong and start. And I was just like, no, it, they, they said, do you, th- you don't need this anymore. Do you think that's, it's like, um. But, dude, but the thing is, is from that point on, I was never, until I met you, you fucking asshole. I was never drunk. Like, I was never like, I just want to go smoke weed. Wait, hold on a second. It was, it's you're honestly. You're going to blame no, the weed on no, me? No, I'm blaming touring <laughs> on me. I'm blaming weed on, wait. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you kidding? Me? Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Until I met you, I was never gonna do drugs. No, but like, and and again, meeting you actually shifted my perspective on weed, which allowed uh-huh. me to maintain right, the work right. that I put into it before and not feel like I was like do you repossessing or like the when fuck. I hear that thing, like I believe all that stuff happened. I also think I don't know what it means. Well, I was thinking, like, do you think that's your body's way of om- not personifying is the wrong the wrong word, but like. It's it's creating a, an entity for you to deal with like um uh like maybe a mental thing or sure. something that's not physical and making it feel more physical to expel it. Sure, does but let's yeah, but let's 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 unpack that for a second because does that mean anything? No, it doesn't. It I'm means just think, it mean, I'm just thinking about. But you like, know, but what, does that take away from like? No, not at all. Isn't that it's, weird it's though? Just, it's just the it's, the cause I'm just versus the about effect. Why it would be that right, way instead right. of just like dealing with it internally dude I, I find that very interesting i will i will do this and then in the coming like weeks as i'm unpacking my shit i have i would wake up every day and write down the messages that i got yeah i have a that. journal filled that with so this i can shit. publish it and then and, and make me insane or yeah something. yeah it probably would happen yeah but dude <laughs> like i i legitimately feel like uh that was the weirdest thing that ever fucking happened to me Every time I did that meditation in bed before I went to sleep i went to that place and got That's messages so like dude it happened several times. It happened when Sarah would be next to me, uh-huh. and she would start to feel the thing that I was feeling, and she would not be doing it. <laughs> it was very That's wild, uh, dude. I don't, I don't fucking know, man. But yeah, if, I don't but either. Effectively, I um, pulled myself out of this deep, dark fucking hole of wanting to kill myself and smoke myself to death. Um, and in that time period, I recognized that like I do have the ability to like go out of my fucking house. Do you right. know, like, which is something I didn't have the ability to do. Like, yeah. how insane is that? That's crazy. Um, so I started like taking, you know, like baby steps. Like I started, like I would go to the grocery store and see uh-huh. if I could do that, and I'd have like a little panic attack, and then go in my car and do a meditation, and then go finish the thing if I could, and I would sort of like step out and do that. Yeah. Um, and then in the midst of me like maybe getting like a haircut, which was like really fucking hard for me, Spencer messaged me to join Iceland Kills. And then you made that video. And I made that video. <laughs> in a time when I was like n- in no fucking position to and be. Now, and now and you now live in L.A. I live in me, L.A. And smoking all I weed. do is take down all your theories. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's healthy, man. It's good to be questioned. But yeah. um, But yeah, like all of that went into me like rediscovering, I guess, like 
as whack as it's about to fucking sound like a true north with like no, how, I think how I wanted like, to operate. Dude, I had that experience too. Like quitting my job and like doing this and like mm-hmm. rethinking about things I how I live my life and stuff. Yeah, like dude, I I remember the very first day uh Northern Lights Northern Lights. What was That's it called? A, that is a strain of weed. It is. Uh, it Thank was you. called the Lost Horizon <laughs> in Syracuse. Yes. <laughs> Northern Lights. <laughs> Um, OG Kush, yeah. I believe was the name of the venue. Um, holy yeah. shit, that's really funny. Yeah. But I remember specifically that day, um, you and I getting stoned as shit after the show. And, I don't remember that. And me freaking out. I was in my bunk freaking out being like, who the fuck are these 10 dudes around me? I don't want to be here. I don't like this. I don't really remember. I remember talking to you the next day about it. I remember being like, hey man, I was just thinking last night about not wanting to do this anymore. <laughs> Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Um and that that was me feeling like by smoking weed, I was like reverting right, back right. to some shit. But that went away quick. It went away. Cuz that tour was so fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was a great. And that basically what happened was I recognized in that time period that like I'd put myself in a scenario that like after everything with my old business happened, after everything with my old band happened. It sounds like there was a lot of things that went shitty in your life that, and mentally yes. within like 5 years. Within 2. Yeah. To where everyone was against me. Right. And then it just took a lot to get out of it. Yes. And it was just, that was just one of those things. And it was, it was, it was kind of like being in that bus with 10 people screaming. It like forced you to. It it forced me. Immersion therapy. It was exactly immersion therapy. In Syracuse, New York. It was the Northern Lights and I'll never forget it. from that strip club. Was that the name of the strip club? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what I remember more? Well, we didn't go to it. But I might remember that. Yeah, um so that that shit was nuts, man, and I and I feel like since that occurred, um I've m- managed to maintain cuz in that time period in those 3 months, I like rediscovered my ability to like achieve goals, set deadlines and reach right. them, yeah. and then I just brought I moved forward with that just high as fuck. Right. And it's way better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So now um let's take a break. Get high as fuck. And then the next time you hear our voices, it will be different. Coronavirus all over my studio. Well, you already have it. If I have it, yeah, that's true. We okay, so we're back. Whoops. Huh. Um, and now we smoked weed, and we're back smoking. And we're we have pens, and we have like twenty minutes. So I'm gonna do the whole last part of the podcast thing that I've done, which is all <laughs> tour story things. Which I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for two. 
I, I want to hear a tour story that you haven't told me from, you know, a different band. You got to, like, jog my, my I'll, shit, I'll, I'll, I'll get you there. But, okay. Um, and then also I want to hear one that involves the both of us that we can both talk about. But let's obviously I think the easiest one to talk about would be as blood runs as blood runs black. Like for you. The easiest one? Easiest band to talk okay. about as far as your past tour sure. stories. Sure. I want to hear something that maybe involves another person in a band. That let's keep it to maybe someone who's still active, if you can. Hmm. That I might be able to get them to retell the same story. <laughs> Ooh. This is tough. That might be too specific. But I would also say any anything that comes to your head that's particularly funny. You know what sucks though, dude, is like that that band is tainted by I all know, the I bad know. memories. You hate, you have bad things. So you the, have you have funny stories from that time though. I some jog jog my tits. I mean I the there's stuff that happened on a plane. That was very funny. What stuff? Um, <laughs> I can't talk about that one. No, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> now That's everyone's so gonna think up. like now, like some weird shit went down on a plane. Well, yeah. Um, I've heard the story about the massive brawl that you had on tour. With oh, the that was a good. That was a really good one. That actually might That's be the easiest. That's a good story. I would be down to that. That's a story that people should hear. It's a good story. And it involves so many bands so that you many could ask. Because there's yeah. like – all right. That's a Explain fair one. Explain the, the whole touring scenario too with that too because that's actually interesting. Like there was a shitload of bands on that oh, yeah, tour. Sorry. They so were sharing is, buses. So this is Never Say Die Tour 2011 in Europe. I'm going to do my best to kind of run – there was like Suicide Silence, Amir, D's Nuts, Human Abstract, fucking tight. Yeah, that band was sick. The Word Alive. Um, Vanna. Right. That's a Vanator. You're right. That's yeah. a Vanator. There we, were we go. We are just talking about Vanna. That's why you said it. Um, okay, so we are on two different buses. I think we were on... Wait, the whole tour was on two buses? Yeah. You're kidding me. No. How many bunks on each bus? Like 25. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, double-deckers. It was insane. So there's no like hanging out on the no, buses. No, even. no, no. It was like That must have been sleep. a nightmare. There was li- like a little lounge in the front and the red bus, which was our bus. Which was like the opening bands. So, so the headlining shafted. bands bus. That was D's Nuts, Amir, and Suicide. D's Nuts was a headliner? At that, yeah. Were they just huge in Europe or something? I think so, yeah. Because I think I had them at my place I worked at and they brought out like 50 people. Yeah, that was, that was like a European uh, respect thing, I think. And I fucking loved touring with that band. Those guys were I so I heard funny. they were hilarious. They are hilarious dudes. But, um... <laughs> so we are in... The, the tour is fucking going great. Everyone's getting along. Uh, it's Europe. They provide, like, a fridge full of beer for every band. So you can imagine it's just an absolute shit show every night. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting along. Um, and our bass – sorry. And our bass player, Nick – and this is going to be confusing because this story involves two Nicks. Okay. So maybe we should come up with some new names here. Well, so who are the two Nicks? We have Nick Stewart. Who is? Bass player for ABRB. Okay. And then Nick Corling. Nick Corling. Tour manager from The Word Alive. Okay, so let's do Nick ABRB and Nick TM. That's just so many letters to say. Okay. <laughs> um, so Nick ABRB uh, liked his drink at the time. He was known for his drink. 
And he uh, he got shit-faced blackout one night and passed out on the lower half of the bus, which was like where the like the bus chairs were, just regular like lounge chairs. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And Nick Corling, from the TM, he had left his laptop and backpack in a bag downstairs, which Nick decided was a trash can to throw up in. Oh. Nick ABRB decided it was a trash can to throw up in. Yes. To which the next day we wake up to like Nick Corling screaming, who the fuck did this? What the fuck? Um, <laughs> also, I have, to, I have to preface all of this with like, I have a great relationship still with Nick. He has been sober for like seven plus years. Okay. So everyone needs to know that like this is not yeah, yeah, yeah. rehashing some shit. I love that guy to death and he's absolutely not this guy anymore. But... <laughs> And he, he, he probably would have a kick talking about this with me too anyways. But um, he, he, like, Nick Corling is screaming about who, you know, threw up in his backpack and no one fesses up and everyone saw Nick passed out so blackout. So everyone knew it was Everyone him, knew but it was. But no one was saying it. Yes, and Nick didn't admit and it because no he was blackout out drunk. no one him either. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. So then it created this whole, like. Wait, Nick ABRB did not know he had done it. He, no, he blacked out. I mean, but out. he probably could have, he probably knew. Yeah, but he also, he also felt like it's an easy thing to, like, scapegoat sure, sure, on him. Sure, sure, you know sure. what I mean? Just right, pin, right, right. pin the drunk. Right, right. Um, but, like, Nick Corling had just bought this, like, iMac for this tour. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I'm, I like you're to good. move. You're still getting picked up. Um, yeah, Nick Hor- just bought that iMac for the tour, so our Nick ruined that for him, and it was a really big ordeal. Um, so for days, it was just creating this, like, tension. Uh, Nick Corling was, like, just, like, talking shit to all these bands and making all the other bands like hate us for this which was hate like this your band hate, specifically? hate ABR like he was like literally trying to like rally got people it, against it, it, Nick That's... our Nick right right um, and then one day we are in Budapest Hungary um, was it the same place we played no no this was a very different spot and very cool place I wish we went there because the catering is the best dude yeah catering grandma European sucked. grandma cooking dude yeah. oh god I missed it I missed this shit um, but God. So, in Budapest, they have this, like, plum moonshine, like a plum whiskey. It's, uh-huh. like, their weird local drink, and it was very strong. Okay. And we were being given just, like, loads of it endlessly at the bar, and I would say, like, 80% of the package at this point. It was, like, 2 a.m. I think it might have been a day off. At this point, the package was just, like, blackout, just absolutely fucked, right? Okay. Um, And our bass player, Nick, is, like walking along and doing what we had deemed baby giraffe because he like when a baby giraffe is born <laughs> yeah they just they, can't, they can't walk. walk and their legs like yeah. buckle in on the, on their knees like he's his knees buckled in on each other's how he stands oh god it's like the funniest you could like blow him over it's fucking ridiculous um but he's like walking around trying to get back to the bunk and Nick Corling comes and kicks his legs out from under him. Oh shit! And then and then our drummer Lech, without thinking anything, just like throws his drink in his face and then punches him. Yeah. Without like it was like just like yeah n- nothing right it just fucking. I happened. mean I would have done that too. And then and then um, I want to say oh what was this guy's name like Candy John or like Deadly John or some stupid shit he was <laughs> he was the Amir. A mere uh, oh, merch like guy. Beat down, John. Yeah, like I'm, a, I'm gonna kill you, Terry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this guy was terrifying. He so came in can and we just, just call him X John X. X John X came <laughs> in and split it up real fast, and they were like, "Get your fucking bass player into the bunk. He's going the fuck to sleep." Everyone else just split this shit up, right? Yeah, yeah. So we get Nick upstairs, um, and I was tasked with doing this, and I remember him 
falling and then planking on the spiral staircase and just sleeping there for like five minutes oh, on the stairs. And then I had to drag him up the stairs into his bunk and I was like, cool, got him there. Wow. And then, and then, do you remember Scott, the merch guy for, what was the last tour we just did? Hollywood Undead. Tattoo neck guy. Yes. Yes. That was the merch guy for the whole tour package. Okay. And Nick somehow managed to crawl out of his bunk and into Scott's bunk and threw up in his bunk under his mattress where Scott keeps the tour's money. Oh, Jesus, dude. This guy's vomit is just (laughs) ruining everything. I know. I know. And then, so, like, everyone everyone thinks the shit's split up and everyone's fine and all of a sudden Scott, who's Scottish as fuck, comes running out of the bunk or running out of the bus going, me bunk. Someone threw up in me bunk and just like starting a fucking shit show. And we all knew it was fucking Nick. Yeah. And I'm sure the whole tour, the whole tour package runs in and it just becomes a brawl immediately. Like, so wait, when you say a brawl, was it just everyone versus you? No. Um, actually it was the two buses. Wait, so what? Yeah. It was, it was insane. So it started, so so hold on, hold on. All on your side. It started, no, no, no. It started with, it started with um, the word alive on our bus fighting us. And then it turned into, I, I remember this because me and AJ Manette, the guitar player of uh-huh. Human Abstract, we were like the only two guys who like read books. You're like pacifists. On yeah. The we're the only two guys who like might talk about something other than like sure, sure. sluts. Yeah. Um, we were standing on this like marble staircase, like, like a couple like feet up above everyone, just like watching it. And someone f- slammed down and broke the marble staircase in front of us. It was, like, probably 2,000 years old. Oh, my God. But I just remember, like, standing there with him, like, what the fuck is going on, dude? And then... So... And then, and then Suicide Silence... A real silence. fight. Yes. Like, word Alive versus ABRB. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's and I, happening. And I'm still well, How did friends. that start? Oh, I actually... I was just about to say I'm still friends with, like, Daniel Shapiro and shit. But on the same tour... He threw up in his bunk above me and it tripped into my bunk. Jeez. There's a lot of throw up what on the that tour. Fuck? All right. But wait, how did the fighting between those two <laughs> bands start? Which bands? Your band in Word Alive. Was it just because so that was that basically got kicked off again because of the bunk thing. So like that got everyone inflamed to where everyone was pissed about their money getting fucked because of Nick. Got it. And that's when it became their bus versus our bus because and it was it was actually it was Word Alive was probably on the other side too, still whooping Nick's ass. But it became like white bus versus the red bus for some fucking reason. I don't know how that happened, but everyone in Suicide came out. Everyone in Amir came out. There was this huge fucking fight. Um, this it is was crazy. It was insane, dude. So there's we how got, many bands versus how many bands? I got to go look at the tour, this, the this, tour thing downstairs. I, it, was this, probably, it was probably like four versus four, like three versus three. I don't remember how many so bands like, were on the it package. Was like a 40-person brawl. Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. Where was this? Like in Budapest, a parking in, lot? No, in front of the venue we'd played that night or the day before, just like on the sidewalk. So there was no fans around? Or no, it was like two in the morning. How? I, I so badly wish there was video of this. Who knows, dude? Like Maybe that many people fighting? Like, it was insane. insane. It was fucking insane, <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. It was outrageous. Everyone was Who fucked won? up. It got, it got stopped. Like Who was winning? <laughs> Not us, dude. So the, we, like, and you're in suicide silence. Well, yeah, they were they were like the straight edge guys whooping ass. Yeah, so that makes sense. Right. Um, beating up the metalcore dudes on the yeah, other and then, bus. And then, and then for the rest <laughs> for the rest of the tour, there were signs all over every venue: no red bus, no red bus allowed. Wow. Yeah, like we weren't allowed to have drinks. No red bus on all the fridge. 
No red bus at certain because like, they yeah. all thought like all it of was, you were just a bunch of drunks. Basically, it was basically yeah. It just became like a. I the fucking, red bus is I, fucking ruining the tour. I love, but all you're of friends with still. so many of those. Still, guys. yeah, every single one of them. Were you on the tour? Yeah, you. Yeah, not the rest. That's of That's how friends. it always was. <laughs> like, wow. So, so the re- everyone hated <clears throat> the one dude. Which, um, which then kind of turned into it wasn't even the one dude and like no this... I know I, well was there other shit that was going on that uh, fueled this too I don't recall it's other just very shit. interesting it was really... to me that it turned into that and I, I remember like fucking I'm I'm airing out so much like detail dude I know I'm I'm, I'm stepping off mic to talk about this part <laughs> oh no I'm recording it <laughs> but like like I remember like the next day like I'm gonna just avoid saying the booking agent's name but he comes out and is like. You guys have to apologize. You have to pay for Nick's whole laptop that you destroyed or else we're going to have to kick you off the agency. And it just became this whole – and, dude, we destroyed that tour. Like Metal Hammer Magazine did a whole entire feature on us because we were the standout of the whole package. And, it like, for us to ruin it with, like, just our antics off stage, such a fucking bummer, man. That was, to me, the downfall of ABRB was offstage antics. We were the best band all the time, but we were such sh- – fucking shitty idiots off stage <laughs> we're just shittiots you know sometimes that can work in a, in your favor and sometimes as you know it doesn't yes <laughs> i do know. I, know I know you know not personally yes god some of the stuff that's cryptic can be taken in such a bad direction well i like those on this podcast like those. let's let's leave them let's leave them ambiguous yeah all right well i don't even want to go into the next the other story because that's too good because there's no time is what you're saying. Well, that too. But I also think that we should, because we live together, just do this Sure. probably as a recurring thing anyway. It makes it easy. And we can just save tons of stuff. Sweet. I'm down. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank – oh, also, just before we're totally done, um, say all the stuff that you're doing. I am – I'm holding a weed pen with my palm to the ground. Mm-hmm. My right foot mm-hmm. and is about – And where's the link to that? it's this button um no so uh i just released a new solo record called inside out part one super short short form of what that is um as my mom was passing away about three years ago i wrote this record just knowing it was happening um and it took me three years to finally be able to like look at the record and release it finally just happened um currently working on part two already i have uh tons of private lessons going on if you play guitar or if you want to get into songwriting or producing. Um, I also just launched a online lesson community called Sugarman's Lesson Lounge, which is like a free platform where you'll get tons of uh, resources from me, like mini free lessons. You could directly contact me if you have questions. There's a community of close to 200 of my students and they're all supporting each other. We have uh, my Game of Tones section where I do a bunch of like ridiculous guitar games that are super fun. Um, also just cool contests, cool, um, interactive, like journal prompts to get you working on stuff that day. And I'm launching my own podcast soon called Mindframe. Uh, that's going to be the exact opposite from this podcast. That's going to be, uh, it's going to be really fucking serious. And it's basically going to be like deep diving into musicians' minds to figure out how they accomplished the things they did. Um, you will never be able to have me on that podcast. <laughs> I, I would love to try. I would love to try. You're going to ask me the questions and I'm not going to be able to do it. 
I'm gonna try. It'll be very I mean, I'm funny. down. Like, it'll, it'll be a good time. Down. The recurring episode with that would be me trying to ask you the same question <laughs> for ten episodes. Yeah. Um, but that's that's gonna be very very fun. Um, I'm gonna be starting that hopefully in July after I get through some just ridiculous projects right now. Um, and as you know, we gotta wrap this up so we can go write some ice nine kills with Spencer right now. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. Well, thanks. Nah. I'll see you in a minute when I hit stop. <laughs> All right, see ya. All right, bye, man. everyone i'm hal schwartz and i'm flynn mcclain together we host none but the brave a podcast dedicated to the music and career of bruce springsteen bruce and e street band are on tour right now for the first time in six years and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes we've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests including rock journalist warren zanes and stephen hyden backstreet's magazine founder charles cross and barstool's kirk menahan if you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!